0: You just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life. We understand how it is. Pat's interference. I, I think Alabama makes it to the college football playoff.
1: I've got what I feel could be the number one playmaker in college
0: football Baker Mayfield. Dude's a stud. I'm 5'7, 130. Do you think I'm big enough to be either David Robinson or Tim Duncan? Get ready. It's going to be a good year. What's going on, everybody? Year 4, episode 11. 11 of Pat's Interference. My name is Patrick Norwood, joined by my co-host, Patrick Brickman. Alabama becomes the first team ever in the history of the SEC to score over 50 points in its first three games. Brick, the SEC was established in 1932. That is a long time, my friend. We're talking about some history-type numbers, are we not?
1: Yeah, but I want it to be 60 a game for the first three games.
0: Yeah, well, I think it could be if our quarterback played an entire game.
1: No, I'm kidding. That's uh, uh, Yeah, it's funny because Alabama is the number one team in all of college football and scoring offense. And our offense, our starting offense, our, our number one unit, has not played really past halfway through the second quarter, it seems, all season. Definitely not past halftime.
0: No, no, they haven't. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is Pat's Interference, a college football podcast. Usually we do two episodes a week. Uh, We'll do one at the beginning of the week that covers Alabama as a review and then preview. And then we do another episode that is a national review and then preview this week because I have been traveling. Brick has some news that I think we're finally about to release. Maybe? Yeah, we'll do that today. Uh, I, I, think, uh, I think we're only going to get to one this week, but it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, nationally, there wasn't a ton of news going on, nothing really groundbreaking. Uh, some things we'll mention from this past week, and then we'll look ahead to next week. Uh, that'll probably be around the 30, 35-minute mark, I'd say. Uh, the first 30 or 35 minutes, we'll be talking Alabama football. Like I said, usually those will be two episodes a week. This week, we just have time for one with the way everything worked out, but Brick... It is finally time. Please, you have the floor. Please tell us this news. Well, for the, what is this, the fourth year we've done this
1: podcast, third or fourth year, um, I've always, I've, I've been in Panama City. You've, you've had some, uh, you've had three different jobs in the course of our time here. Yes. But I've only had the yeah. same one. But that's about to change. We're making a move. Family's moving. The Brickmans, Lane and Patrick, packing up Panama City. Tomorrow's my last day here at work. Or technically today at this point. Um, and we're moving to Birmingham. Wow. I, can, I guess I can hit that. Yeah. Woo! Moving to Birmingham. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Got a job there no at the one. ABC station. thirty-three forty there. And I will be, uh, well, I mean, part of my job description is I will be at the Alabama games on weekends. Like, covering them. So that's pretty fun.
0: Let's go. No one more deserving uh, for their patience. Uh, for their effort in the current job that they've got, and the current role that they've got, like you do. Uh, you, you absolutely deserve this. Uh, everyone that I have told is through the roof. You're making uh, me blush right now. You. Uh, you should be blushing. You should be excited and ready to go.
1: You're so good to me. Let this play out. Until it abruptly cuts off. But well, let's... Let's simmer in it. I couldn't have done this without you. You were emotional support for me throughout this uh, throughout this process of you know getting and settling and getting out and moving in and you know so yeah I mean we're gonna the podcasting for me may be uh, disjointed over the next week or two or three as we move out. I'll try to you know do it when you can and hey yeah you know that's but that at the that's same that. time
0: that's, that is. That is the top five news I've received in 2018, including getting a new job at, uh, for myself. This is this is top five news. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm excited. I'll be, I'll be covering a be lot of Alabama, of you, so too. Congratulations. And, Robert,
1: albeit... Um, I guess the way to work is, from what I understand, I could be wrong. I could learn this differently when I get there, but I think I will go to whatever they deem or we deem as a sports department to be the bigger game between... Alabama and Auburn. So if i had started last week, I would have been at Auburn LSU. Um this yeah. week I believe the sports team um that the guy they're sending out will be heading to A&M Alabama. Uh and then the next week would have been Arkansas and then I don't know what my first game will be yet, but we'll see.
0: I, I can't wait. I can't wait, buddy. Uh looks like it may gear up actually for you cuz you start the 8th, yes. Uh, yeah, I believe the 8th should be my start
1: date. I think that's pretty official at this point. Um, uh, so, Bama,
0: Missouri is that weekend, and you know who's going down to Bama, Missouri? Is that you? Yeah, boy. You're going to be there? I will be there. I'm going to get to see that big,
1: beautiful beard you're rocking this year.
0: Look, look. We a haven't lot even said that on the podcast. The if,
1: you've, if you've noticed a different demeanor from our friend Patrick Norwood, the sexier of the two Patricks, he's gotten even sexier, ladies. I mean, he's rocking a beard now.
0: Stop. stop it! You you stop it! Look, someone once told me if you're blonde, you either grow facial hair and you look like a pervert, or you look like a king. And let me tell you, I've I've looked like both trying to rock this, but I think it's finally grown out into its thick fullness, uh, just in time for the playoffs to end for the Bulls.
1: You're being too so, modest. Jade can't keep her hands off it.
0: Oh, stop it, you. <laughs> I wish that were the case. Okay, let's get into some football. I can tell people are getting kinda kinda <laughs> eager. No, you have some news to share too, baby. Well your job. Uh, look, I'm not gonna steal your thunder.
1: No, 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 no.
0: You okay. All right. Your, your boy traveled up to Scranton last week. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, we should have queued up the office theme on the soundboard. Oh Ah, missed ops. Missed ops. But uh the Bulls won the Governor's Cup trophy. Uh, for the second year in a row, back-to-back champs, and uh, I will be getting a ring. I Everybody will be getting a championship ring for that. So very, very excited. If I didn't win, I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, we'll never but know. yeah, and then obviously the national championship they got smacked by Memphis because life is fickle. Uh, but the national championship is also a one-off game, which in baseball is a joke. So, not incredibly worried about that one. Very excited that I had a championship ring. Very excited to be in the offseason, actually, so I can focus a little bit more on the podcast. Honestly, I started thinking about that today. Really want to try and do more with social uh, as the week goes on and things like that. And so, looking forward to roll that stuff out next week. Uh, But, Brick, let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to do the Alabama episode. Let's spend uh, 25, 30 minutes on this. What'd you say?
1: Yeah, we'll do a recap of Ole Miss. uh, That's Slaughter. And we'll do a... Look forward to um, Alabama A and M Tuscaloosa. So uh, Alabama sixty two seven over Ole Miss, right?
0: Yes, sixty two.
1: By the way, first time this year that Alabama has trailed in a football game.
0: Yes. So funny story. Uh, the Bulls closed it out on a slider in the dirt on a one two count around. Ah, uh, gosh, I think I think kickoff was seven zero eight of that game, and I think. That final pitch was around 7, 18, or 19. And I looked at my phone, and it said Ole Miss 7, Alabama nothing. And then I didn't see anything until after the Champagne and celebration in the locker room about 30 minutes later, and the score was 28-7.
1: Yeah, I was surprised it went even worse than that when you saw it 30 minutes later. No, It it could have been. Uh, it, people people think it don't it don't be like that but it really do be like that sometimes but it
0: really do be like that sometimes Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> two it goes 11 for 15 191 yards again does not play a full game again throws a touchdown pass uh his longest this season half. 79 yards dude that uh, that ball that ball though he's it just it's it's unlike anything i've ever seen i want to get more into an o- overarching thing with this offense and this team a little bit later on, but let's focus on Ole Miss first. He had five rushes for 47 yards. That's the thing he keeps killing people with is they never really pay attention to his legs. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, we still saw a little bit of room for improvement. Ole Miss's first touchdown was embarrassing. I mean, it truly, truly was. Um, you know, and there was there's a lot of things that could have been done differently um you know there was still slant routes are still sort of killing that defense uh from the game that I saw but overall it's hard to complain when your team wins by 55
1: yeah they whole no miss to 7 points it was the first really touchdown scored against Alabama while the game was uh you know still competitive obviously first play of the game they clearly just went right after um Savion Smith and Savion Smith just he got burned and you know they yep. probably took him off of uh, Metcalf, when that happened, uh, but Ole Miss tried it at least two more times in that first quarter or first half, and both times Trayvon Diggs was there, made great plays on the ball. They tried it their second drive, and Diggs just went right in there, slapped it to the ground.
0: Um, yeah, Jordan Teamu had a rough game, seven for twenty-two, despite throwing that bomb at the at the first play of the game. How how long was that touchdown?
1: It was seventy-five yards. So you take seventy-five yards away from his total, and what was it?
0: Uh whatever 133 minus seventy five is, I'm not good at math. Uh, so sixty wait, something wait, wait, wait.
1: yards. That's it. that's what he got 60? through. He got he got more on that play than he got the entire rest yeah. of the game.
0: Yeah, through two picks, uh one of which was not even close, one of which was just uh a great play by who else but Deontay Thompson, who uh Shannon Sharp thinks is as good as who did he compare him to? He called he said he's the best he's seen since Sean Taylor. Since Sean Taylor. I'll hmm. take it. I think
1: it's I, look, way high praise, but I'll take it.
0: I think I think it's way too high. I, I you know, there's a couple times this season you and I are talking about it. I think we, or at least I could point out where Deontay Thompson maybe wasn't in position and scrambled, kind of, you know, based off pure athleticism, got himself in position to make a play. Hey, he when ha- it really shouldn't my have opinion, been that important.
1: In my opinion, he has been. Our defensive MVP so far this season. He's been our best player on defense. I will. I agree with I you. The coaching
0: that. staff disagreed with you this game, giving it to Christian Miller, who had five total uh, tackles with two and a half sacks. Uh, Deontay Thompson obviously did have uh, four tackles of him for himself and a pickoff. Um, so you know, it, it, great game, a great game uh, all around for the defense. I think. I think uh, Mac Wilson. I'm still. I'm still not sure if he's a hundred percent. I feel like every time I look up he's he's hobbling off the field or he's hurt or someone's wrong or he's cramped and I'm just not sure he's at 100% yet.
1: Um yeah, I would say that. He hasn't been as imposing as as maybe we would have hoped at this part of the year, but it's it's really hard to gauge Alabama right now. I mean, I obviously, you know, the eye test it it looks like Alabama and the rest of the country at the yeah. same time, you know, individual guy. I mean, we're up we're up in Thirty points over the other team by halftime every game so far. This team hasn't been tested, but there might be a. It's it's hard to go. Okay, that team hasn't been tested, or there's a reason they haven't been tested, and it's because they're that much better than everybody. We'll say yeah. this is the, this is the last weekend. I give the rest of college football that statement. You won't. Be, I don't care. A and M took Clemson down to the to the wire, and if Alabama manhandles A and M, then you don't get to say that anymore. It's over.
0: Yeah yeah I I think so uh three players caught passes for Ole Miss and that's it Uh, three Brown Metcalf and the tight end that it (laughs) Lodge yep oh wow exactly and that's crazy Uh, because again he
1: completed six passes the entire game outside of that's crazy I didn't know it was only seven completions so the long touchdown to open the game Alabama responded in three plays by the way and uh Damian Harris shushed them. Speaking of post-touchdown celebrations, because we have to mention... Can we Josh, please talk about this? Josh Jacobs' touchdown where the dude wouldn't let go of his leg. He's just being no, like, no, no, no,
0: no, 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 Not just the dude. Henry Ruggs III's brother. Yeah,
1: sorry. Well, the dude. Just some, some name because he made no impact on the game other than the fact that they had to say that it's his brother and that his parents were in stands 50 times. Yeah. But... And and Jacobs turns around, throws up the shark in his face, the land shark, and uh, I, I thought the flag was weak. I
0: I did too. I understand why he didn't thrown. say a word. I you can't do that.
1: These players are cursing at each other after every play. He uses a hand symbol, and it's like, oh, he's taunting. Every whatever.
0: You, you just you have to nip that stuff in the bud. Eh, you have
1: to. I guess. Won't I guess it's college. Okay, you know, let I, let me ask you something. If bad. it had happened let in the NFL, in I would be mad at the flag.
0: Let me put you in a situation. Gotcha. Josh Jacobs goes out on the field. Next time he runs the ball, a guy starts twisting his knee at the bottom of the pile. Yeah, I mean, that's, but that's, that's a d- If there's no flag thrown, that's what would happen. Because you don't nip that stuff in the bud. No, we're talking taunting.
1: I was talking about taunting, not.
0: No, but that's what I'm saying. Is if, if you don't, if you don't nip it in the bud for taunting, I mean, that's, that's where that leads to. It escalates.
1: I think there's I think the line is pretty clear between throwing up a hand, not even a bad one, just that that's what they do, and you know, and twisting someone's knee. Okay, but I see what you I see the point you're making, and you, you are right. you see what I'm making. I, uh, I see the point you're making. So
0: Jerry Judy obviously with another nice game, only had three catches, but it went for 136 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Waddle had a catch. Smith and Ruggs have three of their own. Damian Harris out of the backfield with four. Uh, Jacobs and Hent just have one each. The guy that I want to talk about, though, Irv Smith Jr., really making a say, name yeah. for himself. Three catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. He's been really a possession guy for Tua so far this season. What have you seen from Irv Smith Jr.?
1: Is this the first time in the Saban era that we can think of where, where a tight end is actually like being utilized on a consistent basis? I mean, every game, we're getting no, to Irv Smith?
0: No, not not the first time. Uh, Colin Peake and Preston Dial were both used gamely. Okay, uh, yeah, that's
1: a good point. That's forever and, ago. It,
0: yeah, in 08 and 09, but I mean, you're right. It, it's been a long time. Other than that, maybe Michael Williams in 2011, but not enough to really. Yeah, but not, they use they use Michael Irv Williams level.
1: seemingly on the same play every time. It was right. always it was always on the five yard line going in play action. There he is, wide open. That's the only time it seemed like we ever used tight ends. Irv Smith is out there running routes, catching passes in between the twenties. I love seeing it. Uh, but yeah, he's he's you know become. The, um, really, the alpha, he looks like a guy that really has chemistry with Tua. He's even caught a couple passes from Hertz, but especially Tua. We heard in fall camp that Tua was throwing touchdowns to him. That has clearly translated to games because he's had a couple scores as well. I think two in the last two weeks. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's really good to see. I mean, because the tight end is supposed to be used as... Sort of a security blanket for the quarterback, big target, somebody we can rely on. And our quarterbacks haven't had that luxury for either lack of talent at the position. I don't think that's the case. O.J. Howard was pretty good. It's probably just more play calling and utilizing
0: him. Sure, sure. Uh, the past uh, two seasons, the combined score between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Ole Miss Rebels, 128-10. Huh. Just food for thought. Uh, so let's let's move on, and I want to talk now more and get into the news part before we sort of get into the Texas A&M preview, unless you've got anything else you want to say about the Ole Miss game.
1: Um, I don't think there's anything that sticks out. Uh, Jerry Judy's got six touchdowns in three games. That's pretty... It's pretty crazy. That's pretty me. impressive. That's pretty uh, Hertz, especially for only
0: having three catches this past year. Hertz game.
1: played pretty well. Hertz came in, he threw a touchdown. He's 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 clearly improved as a player. He's been playing with our ones. But then again, he looks does look sort of similar to what he always looks like at the beginning of the season against weak teams. Um yeah. I don't think we'll see Hertz play against a team like LSU. Unless Alabama's like up by more than three so it won't be a first half Jalen Hurts.
0: Well, because and that's, he's, that's the sort of news aspect that I wanted to bring in to this next segment. We'll just go ahead and get into it. Article came out today. Uh, Chris Lowe released something uh, actually just an hour ago from when we're sitting here uh, doing this podcast. Um, Nick Saban has been proud of the way Tua and Jalen have handled the split quarterback duties this season, and Saban said his plan is to continue to use Both for the remainder of the season, saying, quote, it's the same as it's always been to use them both, end quote, Saban said on Thursday. It evolves a bit. Uh, As you go, our team has evolved. I can't tell you exactly how it will all play out. It's going to be whoever helps the team play the best, and they've both played a role in doing that, end quote. Now, here's what I need to ask you. Is this just something that Saban is saying to keep Jalen away from redshirting? Or does he actually think that Jalen Hurts has been helping Alabama throughout the season?
1: I actually kind of sell that. I don't. He's helped because he's, we. I mean we've we've played teams that have terrible defenses. I mean Louisville has a terrible defense. Ole Miss has a legendary, a, an infamously bad defense the last two years. And then you know Arkansas State is Arkansas State. I think he's just saying that to kind of protect Jalen. Um, to protect this whole situation from getting worse than it is, to keep the talk down. um, Because if Jalen doesn't play at all, then that's all anybody talks about. He needs to put Jalen in in situations where Jalen can still play with the ones and play well. I think he's protecting him because he knows he can. But if it comes down to a a situation where it will harm the team, putting him in against a tough team, because like I said, September and October, Jalen always looks like a, a, a fringe Heisman contender. He did he did as a freshman, and he did as a sophomore. It's when we get to the meat of the schedule that he hasn't been able to hold up when we get to November. So I think he's really more protecting him. I don't think he cares at all about the redshirt factor. He knows he has Jalen for this season. He's not looking at next season yet as far as that's concerned because he knows, he knows who his quarterback is next season. And I don't think he really cares if Jalen redshirts or not because Jalen won't be here next year. What's the point? I don't care what it goes on. You won't be part of my program next year. What's the... What's... Okay. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's... I mean... It's both sad and it's not. Sometimes you just get beat. Jalen's just been beat. But I think at the same time, it's... It's getting to a point where it's... Okay. Are are we hurting... Is is Jalen Hurts being hurt by Nick Saban?
1: No, no. The fact that he's getting... I mean, the fact that Jalen's playing and playing well only increases his stock. And he needs some stock because he's going to be, you know, looked at by a lot of teams as a potential starter if he decides to transfer next year. And the better he plays now, the more teams will look at him. I mean, if he wants to go to an FBS Power 5 school, then he needs to show that he can run a Power 5 offense still. And Yeah. Um, now, again, this if this is week four. Jalen's played three games. If he plays this week, he's played four. If he plays one more, the redshirt is done. So we don't know yet. They've pulled... Nick Saban's pulled fast ones on us before, and this is the first year of this rule. So we don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know? But I still think that Jalen plays a lot this year. I think Jalen's fine with that. And... He'll go somewhere next year, ball out for a year, hopefully, and, and make a run of the league. I think is what's in his mind.
0: I you know I would love that. I just I like I said I hope Alabama is not hurting his career more than it's helping it. Well, uh, I
1: guess I want to like what, what, I'm not saying you're wrong. Where are you where are you where's your mind when you say that?
0: If he loses a year of eligibility, that is hurting him. Yeah, potentially. How is how is that potentially hurting him? But again, at the same time... He is not good enough currently to make it to the NFL, to make an NFL roster, right? And I'm not saying after two more years of development he is going to be, but he's got a hell of a lot better of a shot at turning into that with two more years eligibility than one more year eligibility where he's playing every other game after halftime and throwing for like 98 yards. I think And throwing a pick in the Ole Miss game that, by the way, uh, was horrible the worst pass I've, th- I've seen an Alabama quarterback throw this year.
1: Oh, that's good, and that's because he didn't throw very many terrible passes last year. No, um, at the same time, that's, but I guess my point kind of is it's not up to Nick Saban to, to protect Jalen Hurts' career outside of Alabama. His job is to help his career while he's at Alabama and put him in a position to succeed after he's gone from Alabama. But if he decides to go to another college, that's not Nick Saban's concern. Right? No, has, and I
0: get that, but if you if you waste his eligibility, I mean, I, another part of this is, too, there were reports a week ago that said that he wanted to redshirt, and there had been a conversation there.
1: But that's never been confirmed by either of the two parties. No,
0: no, it hasn't, but if that's the case, you can see how this is a little messed up, right? I don't think it's messed up on Saban's end, though, because, again, Jalen Hurts'
1: Alabama career, his Alabama career— is not improved by redshirting. The only way it improves his career is only if he redshirts, or the only way redshirting improves his career is if and only if he's going to another college. If he goes to another college, then that's then he becomes competition to us. And I know that you know Nick Saban cares for his players, and, and we'll tell him if he thinks that's what best, what that's what to go do. But especially since the new SEC transfer rule is here, and he can go to Auburn if he wants, it really is not of Nick Saban's concern. It really and it shouldn't be. Because why would we protect a year if he could just end up going to Georgia? If he could just go to Auburn? If he could go to any of these schools? I don't. I don't. It's not. It's not up to Nick Saban to go. Oh, okay. Well, let's 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 allow you to redshirt. If Nick Saban says no, I think the best way to help our team is for you to play. Then he has to, or he can sit out, and then he's no longer a part of the team. Then he's refusing to play. So, I I guess my point is. Once Nick Saban leaves Alabama, even if he's going to FAU, he's still technically competition. He still is not part of our program, and it's not up to Nick Saban to make sure he can still play two years at FAU, or Auburn, or Florida State, or Tulane, anywhere. That's not Nick Saban's concern. I don't have to make sure you play two years. You came here, you have your eligibility here, if you leave, you leave. It's tough, but it's the way he has to see it as a a coach, and Nick Saban's not loyal to those other teams. He's loyal to his players when they're wearing crimson.
0: I like it. I mean, only like like I said, you know, I don't think either of us is right or wrong. No, I think I, we're both making either. valid points. I think you make a very valid point in saying that Saban's got to watch his own back and he's got a job to do just like Jalen does. But I think it's also unfair if the story comes out that Jalen said, hey, I want a red shirt, and Saban said, too effing bad, get out on the field. That's not good. It's, that's not no, good it's because not a, then – then, hold on, because then Saban's a hypocrite, right? What does he say all the time? He wants to develop character on the field. wants to develop character of his players. You're hindering and you're holding someone back at that point. That doesn't develop character. So like I said, it's, it's something interesting to look out for. If you least. don't want
1: to play first now, then why are you here? Is what I would say.
0: Yeah, if I'm giving I,
1: you the opportunity to play, and you're playing with the ones...
0: To try and get the best deal
1: then why are you here? Then leave.
0: Then don't because be a part
1: of the football team. You can still graduate, and not be, but if you're not wanting to play for us and help us win now while you're here, and I, no, because Nick Saban would come out of that situation with egg on his face, and I'll find myself sitting on this microphone defending him once again because people will go always oh, heartless and, and Hertz said he wanted to, to redshirt and Nick Saban didn't let him, but that's not Jalen Hurts' call. Again, and I do think the new SEC transfer rule plays into this. Because if Hurts decides to go to a rival, which he very well might, I could definitely see a situation where he goes to go, you know, take over for Nick Fitzgerald. Or decides to take over for Jared Stidham. Right? Those are two schools that are going to be having new quarterbacks next year. So why, if if that's an option for Jalen Hurts then why would Nick Saban protect it and give him two more years to potentially kick our butt? Not that I think he'd beat us, but he would still compete against us. Yep. And then he's point. Then he's a direct you make, rival.
0: You make a very valid point. I, I but just, I agree with you.
1: It will be a bad look for Saban, and I still think that that's wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's move on. Let's get to Texas A&M. Only time will tell with this week, too, if Jalen plays or not. It could be a, a point where he doesn't even play. It could it's be a, a big point deal.
1: completely. Uh,
0: so Texas A&M won last week 48-10. to 10. I don't really want to talk about that game as much as I want to talk about the Clemson game from two weeks ago. We talked about it a little bit during the national episode two weeks ago, but really didn't delve into what uh, Texas A&M did right and wrong that game. Um, they didn't really score in the first half, only had a field goal. Second half scored uh, 23 points Almost came back to tie it up. Uh, Couldn't quite get there. Kellen Mond went off. 23 for 40 for 430 yards for three touchdowns and an 83 QBR. Uh, He was also the team's leading rusher. He had 10 carries for 33 yards, which is not a great average. Uh, But at the same time, it's tough for a quarterback to do that. Uh, Do you think that Alabama will have more success against this Texas A&M defense or Kellen Mond will have more success against this Alabama defense than he did against Clemson. I'm
1: not afraid of Kellen Mond. Um, I still see a quarterback, and I watched a good bit of that Clemson game, and I've watched a, a good bit of Texas A&M this season. I still see a quarterback that's kind of a mess Once when, when there's a pass rush. Uh, he didn't really start producing against Clemson late in the game. Clemson's defensive line, as vaunted as it is, and I'm not taking anything away from them, but they weren't really impacting the game in that fourth quarter when, when A&M started coming back. That's when Mond was able to make some plays. I don't think Alabama's defense is going to relent. Um, I, I'm not super afraid of of Kellen Mond. They might score, hey, they might actually get to double digits uh, unlike other teams this year, but I am, I am not afraid of what he's going to be able to, you know. I'm not afraid of his arm, and I'm not afraid of his legs. He's got good legs, but we stop running quarterbacks pretty regularly. So if his arm doesn't scare me, then I'm not super afraid. But um, I think we'll have great success. <laughs> okay, so you asked me, do you think – ask the question again. I'm sorry. I got way off topic. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. It was it was a confusing question. I should have phrased it better. Do you think that Texas A&M's defense is going to play better than they did against Clemson, or do you think Texas A&M's offense is going to play better than they did against Clemson?
1: Okay. Wow. Do I think That's def- how I should have phrased that. Do I think their defense – or offense will play better essentially in this game. Yes. I despite what I just said, I guess I'll still have to say the offense because I don't think Texas A&M's defense I don't think really any defense outside of maybe Georgia is going to have a ton of success against our offense. Yeah. Um yeah. maybe I mean Auburn's got a good defense. LSU's got a fairly good defense. Those are defenses I look at and go, okay, they can hold this team under 40 if, if they play a great game. Other than that, I, I don't... You're the, actually, you're the one that was about to jump on the hype train full speed ahead. But as far as our offense is concerned, the only thing that's been able to stop Tua is our wide receivers fumbling. That yeah. is it. Everything else is, is like touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Boom, 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 down the field. Yeah. So... Uh-
0: yeah, I, I think I think t- it will be Texas A&M's offense just because, like you said, I you said I was about to get on the hype train. You're right. I, I want everybody on this podcast to know, uh, everybody who listens, if Alabama wins this game by more than the spread, by more than 26, no one is going to stop them in college football if they play a decent game. I, I am 100% serious about that. Now, there are games that you and I have watched where Alabama should crush their opponent, and they just don't, whether it be because of turnovers, whether it's because it's you know just a perfect storm and it's an away game and uh, just can't get on the board early, and then all of a sudden they're down by 14, whatever it may be. I'm not saying that they absolutely will not lose the rest of the season. I'm going to say it's going to be very hard if that's how this Texas A&M game goes. I just don't know who on Alabama's schedule can stop them at this point. Uh, Imagine the perfect a lot of people, storm.
1: of uh, The perfect lot, storm to beat Alabama. Go the 2014 Ole Miss game that Alabama lost at home. The five I, would, I would even go
0: 2010
1: South Carolina. That was a perfect storm. Well, no, we just got our butt kicked that day. Honestly, we just got our butt kicked by that offense. You, I, we talking, got our
0: butts kicked by a guy named Steven Garcia.
1: right. But I'm saying, that team beat us that day. 2014 against Ole Miss, we turned the ball over, what, five, six times? We started the wrong quarterback. We had balls bouncing off of receivers' heads. We still lost by, like, four. Imagine that times two from a quality opponent. Right? Because we were losing the turnover battle against Ole Miss for a while, and it didn't matter at all. Nobody cared.
0: Yeah. No, I I think, I Like I said, if Alabama wins this game by more than the spread, I think it's really bad news for the rest of college football. And like you said, I think this could be the first. Listen to this. Listen to this. Tua is the favorite to win the Heisman. He has yet to play a full game in an Alabama uniform.
1: He's still like 13 of 13 on third downs, going on 300 yards, like six, seven touchdowns. He's rushed for a bunch of them. I think two third downs he hasn't converted. It's insane. It's, and he still hasn't ridiculous. thrown an incomplete pass on third down. It's, it's out it's out of this world, what he's doing. And it's uh, Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins are getting a lot of talk, and deservedly so, and Gwil Greer, another one. He didn't play last week, so his talk has died down. But he'll be right back this week after they beat up on Kansas State. Um, and, and that might be what keeps Tua from winning uh, you know a bunch of hardware. But Tua has been the best quarterback in college football in the few moments during the game. He's been too good. That's the problem. He has been too good to actually get hardware. Um, and yeah. it's too way too early to start talking about that yet. I'm not going to jump and say, oh, it's bad news for the rest of college football. But I will say it feels like it'd, it'll be a fast track to the SEC championship game.
0: Yeah. I, I don't I know do how too.
1: every team's going to be playing in the postseason. You know, week 13, week 14, but... Um, yeah, it's, if we win this game by more than 26, it's going to tell us a lot. I know that Clemson played them on the road,
0: but wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, for Texas A&M to win this game, who needs to have a big game besides Kellen Mond? Pick one name.
1: Oh, uh, Dynamite plays from Travion Williams. I mean, he's going to have to. It's going to have to look like he's going to have to look like Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, because their offense is going to have to keep pace with ours, and the only way that's going to be possible, I think, is explosive touchdowns. Because I I don't think A and M can ball control Alabama. I don't think Helen Mond is is has the tools as a quarterback to ball control against our defense. I don't think. I mean, Jake Fromm maybe can with the tools and weapons he has, and some other quarterbacks at top tier. Programs, but Kellen Mond is not a guy that's going to beat us nickel and diming down the field. It's going to be long, explosive 50-yard touchdowns that keep things close. I mean, and that's—how often do you see that? We haven't seen yeah. an offense do that. other Besides Ezekiel Elliott and twice against Clemson, it's been a while.
0: I think Kendrick Rogers is a name that has to go off. If Texas A&M wants to have any hope of winning this game uh, against Clemson, he had seven catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns, uh, including that clutch catch at the end of the game. Uh, I, I just with this Alabama defensive backfield still, despite all their success as of late, they did get exposed uh, against Ole Miss on the first play of the game. Um, and that is that is a unit that is obviously the weakest link of that Alabama team. Uh, so I think he's got to play a big game, and I think the entire Texas A&M offensive line has to provide some sort of support uh, for Kellen Mond, because if he's back there running around all day, it's not going to be good. you got to hit Alabama with at least one home run, usually two if you want to beat them. It's going to be and more.
1: It's got to be more. You- Go ahead. I- I'm just saying it's got to be more than two or three in this game. It's It's got to be constant.
0: Yeah, right. But I mean it- – if you don't give Kellen Mond protection, there's no way he can do that. No. Um, there really isn't. Defensive question for you.
1: How long this year are we going to to keep saying that the secondary is the weak part of the defense? I'm not arguing with you because it is still, but each week they get better. They're actually playing really, really well. Like insanely they're, they're playing
0: well. extremely solid football, they just, but they also got exposed for a 75-yard touchdown on the first play of the yeah, game. Yeah, but that's,
1: that's one play. And I know that that happened, but they Look, just, they hold on, hold on, hold on. They just played the best group of receivers they'll play all season. That is the best. Ole Miss has the best receivers they'll face all season. They gave him one play and then six more completions. That's it.
0: To three guys. I
1: will, I will take that. I will take that because Ole Miss will do that. Ole Miss will get more than that against every other team they play this season, win or lose. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, you know, if we play Ohio State and Clemson, sure, they're, their receivers are just as good, too. But we'll be so far into the season, they'll have come together by then.
0: Yeah. I No, I, I think they're a great unit, but they are the weakest unit, period. And if you are going to beat Alabama, it has to be through the air.
1: As we've seen time and time again. You're correct. Um, any, any other things you want to open up about this game? I mean, it's at home. It's 2.30 CBS kickoff, a uh, CBS game of the week. Alabama favored by twenty six as you mentioned earlier. Uh, A&M's ranked twenty second. I didn't think this would be a ranked matchup by the time we got here, but here we I, are.
0: I think this is more of a ranked matchup for the T V contract break. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a score prediction here. Um I do think that Alabama gets that fourth uh, fifty point game. I'm gonna go fifty two twenty one here. Uh, and I'm I'm really not sure it's gonna be that close. Um I just if this game were at Cal Field I might make that margin a little bit closer, but uh, right now, I'm just I'm I'm gonna go 52 21.
1: I'd like to point out that uh, Patrick Norwood is giving a field
0: goal to Joseph Belovus, beloved you long time, uh, beloved you long time, sir. I think he was Joseph. one for two
1: against Ole Miss, beloved if I'm not mistaken.
0: Time. Yeah, well, they're they're getting better. He's getting one,
1: better. Hey, one for two is better than what they were doing. It's an improvement. And I'll take it. Um, all right, so you said 52 something. You gave Alabama 52. The first score prediction that came in my mind, I wasn't even thinking of the uh, wasn't even thinking of the fifty point streak. So I am going to go with the first thing that came to my mind, and I am going to end the streak. But I, I was going to say forty nine. That's seven touchdowns for you at home that don't know how to do math. Uh, forty nine with all our extra points made to seventeen. Wow, that's how I feel.
0: I am more I am more impressed that you are picking us to make all of our extra points, and also I am not giving a uh, field goal. People love you a long time
1: oh how are we getting to 52
0: let's do this math <laughs> you're right.
1: about to you're about to do math to work around giving us a field goal <laughs> <laughs> all right um well uh i know six doesn't divide into it i'm sure you can get to 52 however you can't however you want but uh i guess we'll go with 26 safeties
0: i'm gonna go with 26 uh, safeties
1: no that's what we're doing
0: I'm, I'm going to go with two safeties and a missed extra point. Okay. All right. I guess that'll it's get lo- us there. It's loud in the end zones. By the student section, you've been there. So that, that is your...
1: You've done the math. That That's going to get us to 52? Is it not? Work me through it.
0: Seven touchdowns. You miss You missed an extra point. All right, so that takes you down to forty-eight. You get two safeties. That's four points.
1: I'm taking your word for it. I didn't follow along with that at all.
0: <laughs> I, it's it's one fifty in the morning. I haven't I used
1: I haven't used that uh, soundbite all year. All right, let's move on. Yeah, you just you just uh, reminded me what time it is. We're going to move on now to uh, the national portion of the podcast. I think this will be quicker than most weeks because uh, week three, week four, both kind of looking like. Not downers, because they're both better than week two, but not by much.
0: Yeah. Uh, week three of the college football landscape. Uh, do you do you mind? I mean, look, I know that your sweetheart did not play last week. Yeah, I was upset. Mine did, and I honestly wish we would have switched roles, because uh, I texted you after this. Um I was I was not in a good way. Can you just can you go ahead and cue up the music and we'll just let that ride out?
1: You were morose. You were melancholy. You were yeah, I'm looking for it. Sorry. Ooh, I gotta put it I'm back in. I'm hurting. This is a terrible program I'm using for this. I have to go put the button back in every time. Alright. I'm in pain. Oh tell me, baby.
0: I'm in a lot of pain.
1: Tell me why you're in pain.
0: Ending. There abrupt it is. ending. Abrupt ending. Wake Forest goes down at home to BC, forty-one to thirty-four. BC's quarterback threw for five touchdowns, had three hundred and four yards, and the Demon Deacons just—they just couldn't get it done.
1: They respected AJ Dillon just way too much. AJ Dillon, by the way, is the best like running back on a team that you wouldn't expect to have a good running back. People have like. NFL dudes are saying he's like the next big NFL guy. I I don't know. I haven't watched enough of him to say that, but you keyed in too much on AJ Dillon and some Boston College not Matt Ryan quarterback tore you up. Wow. My
0: team didn't I'm play. Upset. Um, I'm which, completely upset. I'm distraught wakes. Playoff hopes are probably dashed, I would say.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they can still if they if they win out, there's a which means beating Clemson. They can still win that division, and a one-loss Wake Forest ACC champion might have what it takes.
0: I just, you know, you sit there and and you look and you say, is there anything I could have done differently? And it's just hard. It's just hard because I wore my black and gold, you know. I I didn't think there was any way the Deeks would lose at BB&T Field at night. Everybody knows it's Death Valley. Uh, Bryant Denny, Jordan Hair, um, the, the the Coliseum. You know, you don't want to play there at night. Outson, you don't want to play there at night. The Swamp, you don't want to play there at night. BB&T Field, you don't want to play there at night. But <laughs> just
1: don't. You know, when you turn on NCAA fourteen, I mean, the first thing you see when you go to stadium uh rankings is is BB&T Stadium, number one hardest place to play. Wake Forest. My team yeah. didn't play. My team, uh, Florence, saw to that. I was really looking forward robbed. to seeing what, seeing what they had against West Virginia.
0: Uh, looking for
1: the upset, looking for for my Wolfpack to take your Heisman winner out of the race. Uh, I think the football god showed you a little mercy because you would have looked like a damn fool on this podcast after what NC State had to say to him. Okay, I'm going to go what? out on a limb here. People might call me crazy, but Will Greer would not have completed even one pass against that vaunted defense.
0: Dang. And we didn't get to witness it. So You know who would? Wake Forest quarterback Kendall Hinton.
1: Yeah, well, you know, he's the new Heisman favorite after that performance, obviously. Hey, uh, he's good a, he's week- actually
0: I- he's the backup this season.
1: So the reason I, I just want to start with this game, because we have to, the reason I didn't see the first touchdown from Ole Miss is because I was watching the end of the LSU-Auburn game. Boy, oh boy. That was a lot of fun.
0: What a that was doozy. A, Let's talk was a lot about of that fun. game. Uh, we have to. R.I.P. sweetheart, by the way. I, I, we never played the music out, but it's okay. LSU beats Auburn 22-21 on a last-second field goal. Tiger killer and Tiger himself, Joe Burrow, going off in this game, my friend. 15 completions on 34 attempts, not great numbers there, for 250 yards and one TD. He was gutsy Uh, when it
1: counted. I watched every snap of this game. I just sat on the couch while this was on. He, He was gutsy when it counted in this game. Um... Auburn threw a first drive interception, which Burrow turned into seven points. Looked great doing it. I I thought he was about to throw all over him, But as Auburn does, they locked down. Uh, They went into the fourth quarter with a uh, 21-13 lead. This is why every Alabama fan on the planet was okay with Auburn giving Gus Malzahn seven more years. Yeah. Because Auburn had him dead to rights at 21-13 with the ball. They go make a field goal, this game's hard to win. They go make a touchdown, this is probably out of reach. Because LSU has not moved the ball in two quarters, essentially. Um, Auburn's controlled the game. Auburn, Auburn was the better team. This is the problem with Auburn. They were the better team. They were a better team against Washington, almost gave that game up. They were the better team against LSU, and they lost by one at home in their biggest game so far of the season. And probably what might end up being their biggest game outside of the Iron Bowl this year. It It was... They they don't know how to just do what Alabama frequently does and put their foot on a team's neck and just end it and just win and just they they were up twenty one thirteen and their offense go they, when Auburn's being aggressive they look like a top ten team they really do and I hate saying that but I'm you know it's true when they are being aggressive and they're fired up but that lasts it, it's so fleeting. It's so fleeting because I, I don't understand why they can't just you know Alabama always looks like they've got intensity all four quarters of every game. Auburn looks like they have it for half of every game, yeah, and in that fourth quarter uh, you talk to certain auburn fans certain Auburn fans will say that it was a robbery because they, I think there were like three pass interferences on the final drive, but they
0: were they were massacres there's no way you don't call those You don't make those calls. No, two of
1: them were very egregious, and one of them still probably was a pass interference. It's a little bit more iffy. But, and Auburn fans really have been saying more like, well, they didn't call him on our side. I don't know. That's loser speak for the most part.
0: Maybe if your quarterback wouldn't overthrow everyone and their mother on your team. Look, all I know is one of my favorite things I've read this week is Joe Burrow. Do you know his hometown, the name of his hometown? Um... No, <laughs> it's the planes. Oh gosh! I cackled when I read that. Uh, Auburn, Auburn's got to get it together. Uh, you've got a guy like Jared Stidham. Was it's, Gus it's... Malzahn or Gene
1: Chiswick born there too? That seems like like the birthplace of one of those it, two dudes. It really
0: does. It. God, it's disgusting. Look, if you're Auburn, you have Jared Stidham. That is an invaluable resource. I, I mean there's no denying it, right? His arm is one of the best in the nation. Am I wrong there?
1: No, he's he's a really I mean, hey, we saw it last year, man. He torched Alabama.
0: And they but were at he, home.
1: There's there's the thing. It's like Auburn was at home, man. You that's your, that's your place.
0: That's it. You don't lose at home, right, Auburn?
1: But no. but they just let it just it's like Malzahn watches the sand slipping through his hands and is powerless to stop it. And the team
0: kind of follows. Rick Sinton. Ellis, you had one touchdown in this game. One. And you couldn't they win. Two. They had two. Did there they have four- two?
1: Yeah. They, they So the the nine points in the fourth quarter you're looking at, they had this oh, weird. Oh, you're right.
0: You're right. You're right. My apologies. My yeah. apologies. It was six to nine.
1: Right. They had this weird, like, long touchdown where it really looked like the Auburn guy tipped the pass. And it just went right into the dude's hand. It was a great play. It was awesome. And that's what put them down by two because they missed the two-point conversion.
0: You're right. You're right. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that was that 71-yard pass. Uh, and then Cole Tracy, obviously, with that 42-yard field goal. Cole, yeah, blooded. Get,
1: you, you, have you heard where this Cole Tracy guy came from?
0: I have not. He's, Do he's, I want to he's, know?
1: He's, he's, a, he's one of those transfer kickers, yet he's been money. He hasn't missed. Alabama gets stuck with Papa Nostos and Austin Jones. Cole Tracy, I'm Googling his name Ooh. right now.
0: All right, Joseph Belovie longtime about to take Alabama kickers back to the promised land, okay? Uh, but if you're Auburn, you've you got to bounce back. Now, now it's time. You, you've been in this situation before. You know how it goes. You can't lose another game the rest of the season. If you win out, you still you still have a pretty good shot of being okay. Uh, but if, if you lose another one, it's bad news, Bears. Clemson takes care of business as Georgia Southern comes to town, as does Georgia with Middle Tennessee. Uh, Oklahoma struggled early with Iowa State, but pulled away there towards the end. That score looked a lot closer than that game actually was there towards the end. Um, really, it was it was 37-27, but Kyler Murray 21 for 29 for 350 yards and three touchdowns. Just really impressive numbers there. Uh, BYU upsets Wisconsin. Hornybrook only managing 190 yards. Uh, not enough to hold off the Storming Mormons.
1: Oh, I Great. want to talk about that game. I want to talk about that game. But I, first, I do have to tell you, Cole Tracy, transfer from Assumption College.
0: Oh, yes. Ask College.
1: Yeah, Ass College. All right. No, that... Okay, so I, don't, I didn't watch much of the Wisconsin game. I turned it on as soon as I realized that Wisconsin might lose. And that was with like a minute left. So Wisconsin is lining up to kick a field goal that will send it to overtime. And BYU's coach did the... Ballsiest, most just awesome move. So there was like I'm a 50, big fan
0: of this. I didn't know this until you told me. I'm a big fan. Yeah, there's
1: like 50 seconds, a minute left in this game. There, there was enough time to where BYU could, within you know the realm of possibility, kick, get the kickoff if he makes it, and then go get themselves in field go range with you know completion or two. But and and the announcers are sitting here saying. All right, they're probably not going to burn the timeouts because they've got a chance to go get a field goal of their own. Nope. BYU's coach, timeout. Ice is the kicker. Whoa, looks like they're playing for overtime. The announcers are going, they're playing for overtime. All right, kicker steps back out on the field. Timeout. Boom. Two timeouts used. And the announcers are going, well, it looks like he's going to use all three. It's, It's overtime or bust for the BYU team. Kicker lines up to kick it. We're all sitting on pins and needles. No timeout. He sat there, and made him wonder if he's going to call the third. Did it, and the dude pulled it. It was amazing.
0: Shanked it, I mean, really did he? He shanked it. So it's that's a power you know, move. It's that's look, I love it. Oh, that's a great move. Uh, that's Wisconsin a man who went though. home
1: and got a fresh cooked steak from his wife and some other things that are too R-rated for this podcast. Stop,
0: stop. Wisconsin <laughs> loses by three. Where do they go with their season from here? Um.
1: <laughs> their their schedule is tough and like not tough i mean like it, it's rough as in they don't play enough good teams where it's it's going to be hard to, for them to be the one-loss team that makes the playoffs because there will be some one-loss teams that are going to have resumes that are worthy of making the playoffs and if Wisconsin trying to be among their their hope was to be undefeated and even if they go and they win the conference i think there'll be other teams this year that will have a loss and have a better resume Luckily They're going for them, to if they, Ohio State if, if season, they win out, that, right? that means the their last win will probably be against Ohio State. That helps. That's their hope, is that that's an impressive enough win at the end of the season. They're not out of the water. I mean, they can still go on and win this thing and go on to the playoff, but it's, it's a whole lot less likely.
0: The nightcap of this past week, TCU versus Ohio State. TCU had Ohio State against the Ropes. But a pick six late in the third quarter turns this game around. Ohio State's able to climb back on top, finish out the Horned Frogs 40 to 28. Haskins for 344 yards, Brick. Uh, 24 for 38, uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He's only really thrown one this year. Um, not a lot to write home about as far as rushing is concerned. Um, this looks like another high-powered, high-octane Ohio State offense uh, that, for whatever reason, at certain points during the game, can't produce.
1: I think they're doing just fine. I see Ohio State as one of the teams that could beat Alabama on the right day. Uh, I, I, again, I mean, I've harped on it.
0: I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. The elitism's starting here. I'm putting my foot down. No. Nope.
1: That's all fair uh, and good, but this is a very talented team that I'm not going to overlook. But for any, for, by any means,
0: Ohio State. I, I'm is... sorry, I, I'm not doing a very good job of a- yes anding. This is not a very good improv between you and I. But I, I, I don't see this TCU team is nothing to write home about. Okay, they played they played a great Ohio State team and they played them pretty well. Uh, at the same time, they're they haven't shown me anything you had a team down down and you couldn't put them away couldn't do it
1: or ohio state came and slammed the door you can look at it either way
0: sean robinson when i watched the game i saw
1: i saw it more as ohio state just taking over and slamming the door and saying we're done playing around It's a team with a new quarterback. Without their coach, it's figuring themselves out. And again, I go week 14, they'll be figured out. They're slamming
0: the door shut, and I understand that. But are they slamming the door shut against a team that deserves to have that door open?
1: It's one of my point. Why not? They're 15th. They were 15th when they played them. TCU's a good team with one of the top five coaches in the country, in my opinion. And It's not like they played them deep into the fourth. It got to halftime. And then Ohio's, the second half, it was It was over. Brick, they were done.
0: ahead late in the third
1: quarter. It was done. In my mind, I was like – and I never felt like Ohio State wasn't going to win that game, not even for a second. And I could be – just because I might be overrating them, um, I have to look at some other, I think you are.
0: I truly think you are. There
1: have to be other teams in, the co- in college football that I can look at and see as – They as, let as Sean
0: threats. Robinson throw for 308 yards. What do you think Tua would do to them?
1: No, Tua's going to do that to everybody. Alabama won't lose a game unless it's a shootout this year. But there are a couple teams with the talent on offense it's skill positions and a quarterback that can potentially get in shootouts. Again, it would it would probably mean two throws, three picks. But um, Ohio State is one of those teams that would beat Alabama if two threw three picks, potentially.
0: Yes. And, 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 Did you hear the sentence you just said? Yeah. And then you're going to sit here and tell me, oh, but Ohio State could beat them. They could! I'm not if saying the they guy, will dude, if the guy dude, who is yet to me. throw an interception this year throws 3 in one game.
1: Listen to me. Listen to me. If Alabama played Ohio State, I would tell you with 95% certainty I think they're going to win with the 5% being maybe Tua comes out and throws three picks. I'm yeah, saying you if,
0: could say the same thing about this weekend Does that mean that you think Texas A&M is as no, good as Ohio State?
1: No, I think if Tua throws three picks this weekend we're still fine. I think if Tua throws three picks last weekend we're still fine. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that TCU or or Texas A&M have an offense against our defense that can take advantage of that. We could have four turnovers this week, and I still think that we win it by two or three scores. Because I don't think that Texas A&M has enough on offense, or TCU, or Wisconsin, or Notre Dame, or even Penn State, for, for Christ's sake. I don't think any of them are even good enough to beat us if we have three turnovers to their zero. I don't. I don't. I think there are maybe four teams... Maybe, probably more like three. That's Clemson, Ohio State, and Georgia. That if we turn the ball three over over three times, they've got the defense and the offense that will take advantage of that crap. That's it. That's yeah. I have to. That's an upper echelon thing. If Miami, if we're playing Miami, and we throw three picks and have a fumble, I still think we win that game. Twenty eight, fourteen, twenty eight, ten, thirty five, something. It. I don't care. But Ohio, Ohio State, if we have four or five turnovers against Ohio State, it's over.
0: Yeah. That's All right, right let's, move let's move on. Let's move on. I'm just going to go through these games. I want you to rip off one sentence about each game. USC uh, losing to Texas 37-14. to 14. Is Texas back? No, just
1: USC. Has, they they don't have an offense, and they don't have a coach.
0: Kerm loses to the Aztecs and San Diego State 28-21. We thought Herm may have something going. Forks up, forks are actually down.
1: Oh, uh, no, I don't, I've don't. i always seen Herm as more of a meme than, than a coach.
0: Troy upsets Nebraska. Oh, I love it. I Nebraska. Love it. Fun fact, Patrick Norwood's old neighbor, Andrew Bunch, started for the Cornhuskers in this game. He was a walk on there. Their backup quit, and their starter got hurt. He is now slinging the ball around, or trying to. Uh, and he lost this game. I sacked him when he was in fourth grade playing two-hand touch in my backyard. I just want to throw that out there. You could have played for Troy, baby. Three, three, four Look. with the upset. Circle City, baby. Circle City. Uh, Syracuse beats the ever-loving Tar out of Florida State. The wheels are completely falling off there. Do you fire Taggart, though?
1: They can't. I wish they could, cause as a former Null fan. You asked me to say one sentence. Holy cow. I've got novels on that game.
0: Give me one because we don't have time for that. I know.
1: No, do you fire Taggart if it was possible? Yeah, but no. They gave him like seven years. They're stuck with them for at least three. And at FSU least. does not win more than four games.
0: Army beats Hawaii. Big win for Army. Uh not a huge loss for Hawaii but I know they had a lot of uh momentum going into that season. I don't need a sentence from you there. Uh I do need a sentence for you on our boys the Jayhawks at Kansas going 55-14 over Rutgers.
1: <laughs> Remember I picked Rutgers just because I feel like an idiot now. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. my that's well, my sentence.
0: Look, I didn't want to I didn't want to say it. Uh no you're a god. The same Maryland team who beat Texas lost to Temple 35-14. Real bad if you're a Texas fan right and, now. And Temple feeling... lost
1: to Villanova to open the season.
0: Louisville barely pulled it out against Western Kentucky, twenty to seventeen. Missouri barely pulled it out over Purdue, forty to thirty-seven. Those two games, you know, are what they were. Arizona finally gets on the winners in the winners column, sixty-two thirty-one over Southern Utah University. Uh, the following games were canceled, like we talked about last week, Virginia Tech. Uh, East Carolina, West Virginia at NC State, like we talked about. Southern Mississippi at uh, Appalachian State, Norfolk at Liberty, and Marshall at South Carolina. And then, of course, the ubiquitous Cactus Flowers did not get to play their Big Power 5 game against the big, bad North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, And I'm sure they'll be whining and crying at the end of the year about how that's unfair. So, who had the most impressive week for you last week?
1: Oh, the most impressive week for me. All right. Uh, let me say I I will go. I'm scrolling down to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. I guess it, it really does have to be LSU to go into a place like Auburn. That's uh, a tough place to win, as they showed the whole nation uh, twice last year, beating two number one teams there. Tough place to win. Auburn's essentially the same team minus a few offensive linemen from last year. And LSU – Took advantage of Auburn's mistakes, despite the crowd and despite the lackluster second and third quarter from the offense, it came out with the win. So that's 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 what I got to go with.
0: That's putting it gently. Uh, for me, it's it's kind of a tie uh, between two teams as far as who I was most impressed with. One being Vanderbilt University going to South Bend and almost beating the Irish on their home turf. Uh, a dropped pass on a fourth down play. Could have really turned that game around. Kyle Schirmer threw for 326 yards. Not saying that Vanderbilt's that good. I just don't think that Notre Dame is that good. If I'm being honest, and that is not good if you're a Fighting Irish fan, especially. Uh, they've got who do they have next week? They've got a big game coming up, right? Uh,
1: yes, <laughs> yes they do.
0: <laughs> who they is play, it? They oh, play Wake Forest. That's right. I forgot. It's my sweetheart. You're going down, Kelly. You're going way down. I love that. That's, I'm just I'm ending just it, it as abruptly
1: that. as possible now. Uh,
0: the, the other team that really impressed me is Oklahoma State, 44-21 over uh, Boise State. Um, just that's that's a heck of a team. They're they're really going to ruin somebody's day in the Big 12 here soon. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Uh you like that? The other team that I really want to point out mainly just because you talked me out of the Heisman, I think you reverse Baker Mayfield and me. Uh, Justin Herbert had another spectacular day. 16 for 34 for 309 yards uh, and 3 TDs. He, he did throw two picks, I guess. Not spectacular. I did not day. Baker
1: Mayfield you. Although Herbert is really good.
0: He's extremely you're better, good. You're better and sticking you totally with Baker Mayfielded me.
1: Trust me. You're better with Greer.
0: Baker Mayfield got the dub tonight, by the way, for the Browns. Congrats to him, and congrats for your almost Heisman pick, even though you taught yourself out of it like an idiot last yeah, year. Yeah, okay. All right, let's move on to the preview of week four, my friend. I'll let you take the reins on this one. I've been driving for quite some time. I'm going to yeah, take the no, load off in the passenger seat. We're,
1: we're going we're going in the fast lane for this one. Uh, we talked to Alabama, Texas A&M. Does FSU even beat Northern Illinois? You didn't believe no. Syracuse would beat them. No. They lose? You're going with the you're going with the loss this time. I,
0: until they show me that they can beat anyone ever, I, I don't think they're going to win another game this season.
1: They're favored by 10. And you know what? I'm also going with the Noles to lose. I don't see them winning even this game. All right, Georgia, Missouri. Is there any reason for Georgia to be worried?
0: A little bit of a reason just because Drew Locke is that good.
1: Notre Dame only favored by 7 against Wake Forest. Does Notre Dame even win this game on the road?
0: You're going down, Kelly. You don't come into BB&T Field at noon on a Saturday. Everybody knows that.
1: Does your former neighbor score two touchdowns against Michigan this week?
0: Mm, Yeah. Maybe. No. No, I don't think so.
1: All right, so Nebraska you have falling to 0-3. Clemson, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, the home team. Does Georgia Tech make Clemson look vulnerable again?
0: If you are playing one of the best pass or best sorry front sevens in college football in the past we can say safely decade maybe ever maybe top 10 ever the last thing you want to do is run the football every single play and that's what Georgia Tech's going to do and it's just going to look really really ugly at the end of the game.
1: No I'm with you. I think I think Clemson kind of reminds the country what they were after almost losing to uh Texas. Don't forget
0: A&M. Clemson still has two quarterbacks which means they have none.
1: Pot, meat, kettle. Um. <laughs> uh, West Virginia, Kansas State. Uh, West Virginia, how many do they win by in your your opinion? Uh,
0: I think Will Greer throws for about 808 yards. Uh, no, I, I don't think the, uh, the Vampire uh, Snyder and Snyder in Kansas State are going to be able to topple West Virginia. I think Will Greer will throw for, I'm going to go uh, 250 plus. I think it will be a modest outing for him. Uh, This game or he could throw for 500. It just sort of depends. He's bootstraps bill after all bootstraps bootstraps.
1: Um, Does Kansas make it three wins in a row on the road against Baylor.
0: That is going to be an absolute pillow fight. That's that's you said that's in Waco. Yeah, I'm going to go Baylor there. I will go Baylor. I hope Kansas wins because I actually still don't recognize Baylor as an institution of higher learning but I will go I will I will take the Bears there.
1: Fair enough. I'm going with Kansas just cuz this is going to be Why my not? just this is going to be my next just cuz. I picked Rutgers last week just cuz I'm going with Kansas sure. this week as my just cuz pick. Um, TCU Texas Texas at home at uh, future employer, the side of your future employer uh, mm-hmm. does TCU they only fell two spots after their loss to um, Ohio State.
0: I'm not 17. super confident in TCU as you heard earlier. I'm not gonna take. I'm definitely not confident in Texas, though. So I will take the Horn Frogs, but I think that's gonna be a closer game. I think TCU pulls it out, maybe late or maybe in overtime. By uh, I'll give them by three. I've got TCU by three.
1: I don't hate Texas as much as people wanted to pile on after week one. I I saw Texas that looked a little better than last year. I definitely saw that last week against USC. They're getting better. They're getting there. You, you're seeing some of the talent they recruited last year starting to show out. They had a really bad stretch against Maryland, and then that shattered everything as far as the public perception. I'm going Texas with the upset. Um, I like it. Uh, let's see. I'm not okay. Mississippi State, Kentucky. Mississippi State should win that. Um, yes. NC State plays Marshall. We've been over that. NC State's going to win that one by forty. Florida, Tennessee. Speaking of pillow fights, this one's in Tennessee. Wow. Florida's favored by four and
0: a half. Neyland Stadium. Can't wait for the Alabama game to wind up so I can watch this just absolute mascara running down the face yelling match that Florida and Tennessee are about to get in. Uh, Should be a wild one. I will take the Gators here by 14 to 21.
1: Uh, I'm actually going Tennessee. I don't know why, but I don't. It's just I don't know. Gators looked awful, even even with 38 point win over Colorado State.
0: You clearly terrible. have not watched Tennessee this season.
1: I I really haven't. <laughs> I haven't watched a second bad. of Tennessee this
0: year. <laughs> it is it is very very bad. That could be Tua's Heisman game.
1: Oh boy. Um, okay. Auburn should 100% figure it out against possibly the worst team in the SEC in Arkansas. I'm not going to stop there. Nope. Stanford Oregon game of the week for es as far as ESPN is concerned we're looking uh, for a, maybe a rainy one out in Oregon late night out nobody's going to watch Stadium
0: at Just night kidding. and you've got uh, Heisman dark horse Justin Herbert uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Ducks here my friend
1: ah uh, hmm, that's a tough one yeah I like it I'm going Ducks too I don't Stanford's favored by two and a half but I actually agree with you I'm taking the Ducks in that one because of our old friend Mario Crystal Balls. Oh, Alabama's <laughs> former offensive line coach, uh, and that's it. That's all for week. Four. No, 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 no,
0: one more. I love Wisconsin's plan here. Can't lose as a oh, top yeah, five team true. at Iowa if you're not a top five team.
1: No, hey, Iowa beat a top five team last year potentially. Um, you can't. You cannot discount Iowa. Plus, Wisconsin's only favored by three on the road against Iowa in a late game. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, no, no, not really anything good Pac-12 after dark, other than Herm going down to uh, Se- or I guess going up to Seattle, uh, and trying to knock off, uh, try and finish off my ridiculous playoff predictions.
1: No, 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 no. Washington's still there. Washington's looked fine. They've, Stop it. They've, been, they've they've been fine. Stop it. They're quiet right now. They've been silenced. Just give them some time. They're not a bad team, and you don't have to be ashamed for picking them. Like fifty percent of people in the on the in the country picked Washington or something crazy like that. I don't want you to feel bad. I'm taking Washington, though.
0: Yeah, well, because you're not an idiot. Uh, look, other than that, Washington State at USC, I think, could be an upset as well. That's another Pac-12. That Friday? Sorry, game. that's
1: a. Is that Friday? Yeah, that's a Friday. That's today. Um, USC man only favored by four and a half against Washington State. I'm taking Washington State.
0: Do you need to match the panic button if you're a USC fan?
1: Yeah, they got to get rid of that coach. I don't know why they kept him. I, I guess it's because their last two coaches have been such debacles, and they just needed they got it. They they what they did to keep their interim coach is worse than what LSU did to keep Orgeron because Orgeron is I don't know. I don't. I still am not a huge fan, even though he's. Uh, in the top 10 right now, but Helton at USC, I didn't even remember a couple weeks ago on this podcast that Helton was still the coach. I thought it was, I could have sworn it was some other dudes. Like, oh no, they kept Helton. Helton does not need to be there anymore.
0: No, I I think that ship sailed a long time ago and USC never realized it. Uh, The ugly circus freaks play FAU. They get them at home. Is there any way that Lane Kiffin beats uh, that team no, this weekend?
1: No, that game doesn't even have a line. It, it, no.
0: Thought we could at least talk about it a little bit. Hey,
1: I will be the happiest guy in the world if Lane Kiffin was the one to end this streak. But I ain't seen it.
0: That's it. Ah, right? screw
1: it. The Owls are going to win.
0: <laughs> Roll Owls. I'm going to post that to our Twitter tomorrow. Sure.
1: All right, cool. All right, yeah, that's it for week four. Four, I'm going to do our social media here real quick. You've listened to Pat's Interference. Well, if you've made it this far, you here can find us on Twitter at PI I underscore podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's Pat's with an apostrophe S because we like to be um, you know, uh, grammatically correct. Um, Wonderful. Pat's Interference at com is where you can reach us via email. We have a website, mm. pat'sinterference.com. I actually think... My credit card might have um, expired and I might need to put a new one on file now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. That might be down. Let me check while we sit here. As I tell, as I tell our fans to go there, I'll just have to make sure it's up before this podcast posts.
0: We're still on iTunes. I know because I listen to us because I'm conceited. Well, I listen to you. I, whenever I talk, I kind of just turn my car on mute. Just I just mute the audio. I don't want to hear myself talk.
1: Oh, but you sound so nice and beautiful. Stop it. No, you do. You're a beautiful I don't deserve human. this. You know, you're, you're a beautiful human, baby. Playoffs. I just, you just want a little bit more of
0: the Patrick's. Playoffs. There you go. You guys,
1: that was crazy.
0: That was way too much.
1: <laughs> I even played the intro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We couldn't do this without. Britt, do you have a sound off today? No, we've we got to go to bed we've got to I, i'm dying i'm dying congratulations on your job that's my sound off you deserve congratulations it. on Everybody. Your ring thank you we're both boring. thank you thank you so much for listening we've always wanted to do this podcast uh ever since brick and i were in college we left college we did it uh the year actually after i graduated uh that was jake coker's year when he won the championship um and we've done it ever since and the husband uh, of our hearts we will we will do episodes when we can these next few weeks. Just stay stay with us. We're at least going to try and crank out one kind of like this uh, per week. Um, let us know what you think. Just give us a rating. Send us an email. Uh, let us know if, we're, if we need to go faster, if we need to slow down, if there's something you want us to cover or don't cover. Uh, Brick Plugged Social, a minute ago. You can reach us any of those places. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Brick, congratulations again. I'm going to go to bed. But most importantly... Roll, Roll Tide.